With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness. back part two so a little recap from the first episode of this two-part series is we talked about how technology is a tool uh what it's used for what it's intended to be used for and how it kind of took a wrong turn and now we're going to talk about how it impacts health yeah they were saying that facebook is a tool of persuasion and it wants to control the population. And Facebook is actually the best tool to do this. Also, that social media is a tool that is manipulating us, seducing us, and it wants things from us, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we said this in part one, too, but they want us to stay engaged. They want us to stay on their platforms for as long as possible. And they want us to grow in followers and connections. Mm -hmm. So it has its own goals and it's using our psychology against us. So then again, in social media, there's a perceived sense of perfection that comes out of this platform from the likes, the thumbs ups that we get. And it inflates us with this value um, and this perceived popularity that's actually fake. And when we uh, stop getting those likes and those thumbs up, it actually leaves us with a sense of vacancy and loneliness. And we kind of dip into that depression state briefly. And so we quickly have to repost something to start making ourselves feel better again. It kind of all comes down to like self-confidence, really. It feeds into that. Right. So... They were saying to get you out of that cycle, there is three things that you can do about it. Change the object of your comparison from someone else to yourself. In that social media, we're often looking at other people, you know, how they're living their life. They're putting their best self out there. Why can't I do that? Yeah, so then you're trying to put your best self out there. And so what they're saying is, Stop comparing yourself to other people. Only focus on yourself. And then to have to measure yourself against yourself, only do that. And only when you start doing that as a base point, you start considering yourself to be perfectly fine exactly how you are. And then lastly, This is also the most effective and motivating and healthy way to improve yourself. You will become your healthier and happier self when you stop putting pressure on yourself to become more like someone else and you start comparing real to real. And if you remember, there was a part on this, Scott, where they were saying, um, how many people put their bad day on Facebook? They don't. They highlight their happy times. And so when you're, let's say, having a bad day or you're feeling down on yourself and you go look at Facebook and you're looking at how 
all these other people are perceived to be living their lives. Well, that's only a snapshot. And that's not their reality all the time. That is just one segment. And maybe they don't really live the majority of their life in that happy place, but that's what they're posting. No, exactly. You don't see what's going on in the background. And the same thing can kind of go with success, right? So there's, I, I, I read this, I read these articles in the past where you'll go on specifically Instagram. You'll go on Instagram, you'll see all these, what looks to be big wigs, you know, driving the nice cars, living in the big houses, wearing all the nice clothes. But more oftentimes than not, especially with those big Instagram influencers, they are spending more money, honestly, than they have on those nice things just to look like they're living that lavish life. But -hmm. in the background, you, you don't see that they don't have the money to go out to eat because they have to pay off that Lamborghini. Right. You know, they they want to look good and look like an influencer rather than take care of themselves financially. And it is so true. And it's super de- deceiving to young people, especially teens, where they're just like, oh, this guy is 23, 24. I'm 18. I can be there in five years. But in reality, I mean, they... They put in, if they are a good influencer, if they are an actual successful influencer, they went 24 hours a day, seven days a week, w- worked super hard, but they don't market that mm-hmm. on Instagram. They don't show that. No, they don't. And But what you see is, oh, I, I was you know a young kid once and then 23, bam, I have a Lamborghini and I am wearing nice clothes. Yep. You don't see that. And that's, that's the problem with social media and how people can portray themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So then there's that topic that's kind of interweaved throughout this whole documentary about mental health and what social media, the implications of social media and how mental health plays a part of that. To sum it up, really, I mean, social media is damaging mental health in teenagers and even young adults. There, There's this statistic that they showed in this documentary that said 62% of was it females female teens it is showed was it more mental health problems or was it just it was an increase yeah so uh, 62 it was an increase by 62% in older girls um and their ages were 15 to 19 and then 189 percent um in preteen girls and that is ages 10 to 14 and And it's not only mental health or depression the suicide rate has skyrocketed yeah so in that same group so um suicide is up by 70 percent in girls between the ages of 15 to 19 and then for girls 10 to 14, it is up by 151. So if you think about the most vulnerable is these girls ages 10 to 14. Right. And it's just, 
it's so sad because they don't really know anything else outside of social media and that inner circle. And it, it, it like it goes back to those likes. I mean, it's all based off of likes and comments. Right. My son, who my youngest son, who's 13, and he tells me that on all these social media platforms that the majority of the postings he sees are actually from girls. Did you also catch that they have a term Snapchat dysmorphia? Dysmorphia, yep. Yeah, and that the cosmetic surgeons have actually um, dubbed that term. They're making money. Well, they are, but sadly, it's because um, teenagers and probably young adults, they actually want to look like their um, modified self from these filters that are on these apps. Yeah, and they'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. Yeah, that, yeah, thousands. And obviously people who have a lot of money can do quite a bit of cosmetic surgery. The other piece of information that was shared was the first to get on social media, they said back in 1996, was middle schoolers and that they were seen from back then and following these kids now that they have what we've talked about in in previous podcasts, the increase in anxiety, depression. But what we haven't talked about is they they have decreased in risk-taking. They are not getting their driver's license because that's a risk. Um, And they they see everything that goes wrong with those risks. Right. Because that's what people like to show. And that's what, you know, those news stories or news platforms like to show is what's going wrong, mm-hmm. not what's going good, but, you know, what's going wrong and what are the consequences of these things. Mm-hmm. And they're also um, d- not dating as much. They're avoiding dating. No, because, yeah, they're just happy with their uh, they use this term over and over in the documentary, but they're just happy with their digital pacifier. They're just happy with their phones and keeps them busy enough. Yep. Hey, really quick. If you've listened to the show before, you probably know about our sponsor, Midwest Center for Personal and Family Development. Midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the Twin Cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment, child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they're accepting in-person and online appointments right now. You can visit them at MidwestCenter4U.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. So we've laid it on the audience about what's bad about social media, and I feel like we've kind of just explained it in a way where we've laid down the facts. This is the situation now. Uh, But believe it or not, I mean, we can kind of get out of this. That's what they're saying. And that knowledge is power. And that's why, you know, I wanted to talk about it today. I was really moved by this documentary. I believe that everybody should watch this documentary. It's It's, very eye-opening. It's a PG. And so I think parents should watch it with their kids and have discussions about it. And um, the more we know um, how we are being used, how we're being manipulated, gives us then the ability to make decisions on how it's going to continue to influence us. 
And this uh, series is not about us bashing those big social media companies because at the end of the documentary, those high, those very knowledgeable people, the tech industry moguls, really, mm-hmm. they even said it's nobody's fault. It's just this is just how it happened. But we can change it. And so we, we need to kind of listen to people like them. Really, the people that have been in the tech industry have seen this whole massive industry evolve. Right. And what they're really saying is accountability, some rules, um, regulation. Just kind of take control of yourself, like realize what you're doing. Be self-aware of your actions. And that's from a personal level, but they're also talking from... Um, from a company standpoint, from ethics and what stance they're going to take. And then also from a governing standpoint, regulating. Yeah, putting like regulations and restrictions on what these AIs can really track. Correct. From us. And how much they can really manipulate and influence us. Yeah, and I don't know enough about the tech industry and you know, my say in what they should restrict or what they shouldn't restrict is kind of not important. Um, so it's really up to the tech industries what they want to do or the government on how we should restrict everything. Uh, but it's, it's got to be like the obvious stuff. So like turning off your notifications, uninstalling your apps... We're going from uh, the obvious stuff. Yeah, exactly. So keeping devices out of the bedroom at night, having time set aside of when you're really not going to be engaging with your devices at all. I mean, think about social media notifications as like a salesman. You don't like when salesmen knock on your door or give you a call and try to sell you some. But when you see a (laughs) notification, you light up. That's just the social media platform trying to get you back on. Yep. If you think about it that way. And again, talking about this awareness, what are the platforms doing to us to, as a society, you know, between us as humans? So ultimately to summarize kind of what you can do to limit yourself from social media, media is to delete the apps turn off notifications set your phone aside set your phone aside take some time for yourself really i mean if you're going to work out or if you're going to hang out with friends leave your phone in your backpack leave your phone in your locker in your car whatever it may be so you can just embrace that moment with the people that you care about or with that activity that makes you happy and stress-free and focus on self-improvement I would like to challenge any viewer out there if you are feeling stressed or anxious about work or whatever it may be, and you do have social media and you find yourself checking social media a lot, is to go on a social media cleanse. And it can be as short as a day or it could be a week. And just kind of notice, even take notes and kind of just notice how that has affected your mood. Mm-hmm. In the past, I have taken, and I know a bunch of people that have taken social media 
cleanses. And recently I did a month and I noticed a huge change in my mood and productivity. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I was typing up notes for this podcast day in, day out, left and right. I was researching things about personal training and the fitness world. And I just learned so much more information that I can use in my day-to-day life than what's new on so-and-so's Instagram profile, you know, mm-hmm. like who got the newest car, who cheated on who. I mean, those are the headlines I see all the time. Yeah. It's like who cheated on who. I don't care who cheated on who, you know, I, I don't. And exactly. that's, just, that's just my little spiel. <laughs> And with that, thank you for listening. If you like this episode and you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend or like it depending on what platform you are on. Thanks for listening. See you next time.